Now I, I just tell you a secret. The manifesting generator is the time bender. And we as time benders, we try to find out a shortcut. That is amazing because we are here to speed up processes and uh, to really find the best solution, maybe in a shorter amount of time. Magnificence is the boundless expanse of being, a liberation from limitation. It is the embodiment of authenticity where you shed the shackles of self-doubt, shame, and imposter syndrome. Here, worthiness flourishes like a vibrant garden where you have the power to determine your actions, destinations, and your closest relationships. In the realm of magnificence, creative individuality takes center stage. Your greatness is acknowledged, celebrated, and nurtured. Gone are the days of mindless conformity or fitting in just to keep the peace. This show and your host, Patricia Linder, are here to guide you as you align with your authentic design, leading the way to a life of purpose and fulfillment. Magnificence is not some unreachable peak or distant dream. It's inside you waiting to shine brighter than you ever thought possible. Welcome to your magnificence. Hello everyone, this is another episode of Magnificence, the empowerment podcast, where we strike a match and shine the light on the greatness, on the magnificence of its guests. And today I have the magnificent and amazing Nancy Zare with me. Hello, Nancy. Nice to have you. I am honored to be your guest. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I am honored as well. And before uh, we start off looking at all the magnificence that you have to share and that you bring in the world, I would love to introduce you to my audience. So Nancy is an amazing, amazing entrepreneur. She uses her knowledge of psychology and uh, teaches service-based professionals how to increase sales comfortably without being or feeling salesy. Nancy earned her master's and doctorate from Boston College and is a former professor of social work. Also, she is the author of six books, and one of the books is an Amazon best-selling book. Congratulations, Nancy. That is amazing. So once again, thank you for being here, and maybe I left out something. Is there anything that you want to add to this brief introduction? Well, I'll just say that I'm so excited, Patricia, because my latest book is just uh, been picked up by Audible and oh. is now available as an audiobook in case people would prefer to listen rather than read. I am someone who loves reading, but I love listening as well because when you sit in the car, and I don't know if you can uh, relate to that, I drive a lot, pick up my kids, then it is so great to have uh, the opportunity to listen to an audiobook. So that's how I use my time sitting in the car. So great. Me, me too. Me too. Yeah. And yeah, we are uh, here to have a conversation about everything you do, everything amazing, everything magnificent. And um, as I told you, and as my audience knows, we look uh, 
at your amazing gifts through the lens of human design. And yeah, um, I told this several times before, but in case someone is listening for the first time, human design is a mixture of astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system, and also quantum physics. So it is a marriage of science and spirituality. Um, I love it because it really digs deep into the magnificence, the strength of people. And yeah, why don't I just share your chart to talk a little bit about what the jumps out first. I'm happy for you to do that. You know, I was thinking as you talked about the combination of science and spirituality, that really science does bleed into, it does blend into spirituality. Um, and certainly spirituality has kind of peaked uh, some of our better known scientists as they are exploring and trying to understand the world. Yeah, I totally agree. And there was a time when I had issues with presenting human design because people thought, oh, this is woo stuff. But it is science. It is based on facts, on dates, and you experiment with it. You just try out things. You draw and pull information out of it. And so it is science-based as well. And we are going to look at it, and I hope that it resonates a lot with you, which would be a confirmation for what it can give to people. So this is your chart. You are a manifesting generator, Nancy. You are a hybrid between the manifester and the generator. And just a quick note on what this means. So uh, generators are here to do all the work, to become masterful at what they do. Uh, they are a force. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of strength. And uh, they really continually are like alchemists, um, becoming better at their theme, at their topic, at their work, to, uh, career. And um, the manifesto part, which is an addition, which is like, I feel it is an upgrade. I shouldn't say that, but I totally like the combination of the two. And you are such a combination. Uh, you have this power and the strength and the... the I am I, I, looking for a word that is like really giving you... You have this ongoing motor of moving on and doing the work and you can manifest things and this shows in the, the, the connection between your sacral and the throat, which is the center of manifestation where you can really share with the world and initiate and manifest. And so... This is a quick overview of the manifesting generator. Um, who is here to be a workforce? Who is here to... Um, you should really do what you love. 
that's the best course of action is a manifesting generator um, work that makes you satisfied. And this is the first uh, question that I would love to ask you. How come that you work in this field of sales? Is this something that truly satisfies you? Oh, that's a great question because I did not as a child, had any intention to uh, get into sales. I believe I was born a psychologist. I've always been interested in human behavior. And that interest in human behavior has basically been manifested in various ways when it comes to connecting and uh, talking with people and building relationships. I backdoored into selling. When I studied, my, I, I got a master's and a graduate um, PhD from Boston College, and the government paid for my graduate studies to teach me how to implement mental health programs in the workplace. And as a psychologist, as someone care, who cares about people and wants to be of service, that was a perfect marriage. What I didn't realize, Patricia, is that upon graduation, you can't implement a program until it's sold. And that's how I backdoored into selling. I find, found myself having to sell. Now, if you're a bit like me, I had that stereotype about the used car salesman and manipulation and people being, uh, you know, sleazy and so forth. It doesn't align with my values. So I wasn't real sure how to be a good s salesperson. I went back to school, not to get a degree. I went to the library. What could I learn? And as a result, I was able to then learn from the masters. And almost all the masters talk about building relationships. And particularly, there was one book that stood out uh, by Tony Alessandro called the Platinum Rule. Now, I'm sure people are familiar with the Golden Rule. Uh, certainly Christians are, which is to treat others the way I want to be treated, which is a good foundation for humanistic behavior. But the Platinum Rule, in my opinion, takes it one step further. It's treat others the way they want to be treated. That slight change, that slight shift, absolutely aligns with who I am because I'm about serving others. And when you communicate and in their language, and specifically in a sales conversation, when you, you speak their values, that's when their trust builds, the comfort's high, this the they're getting on guard, the sales resistance drops away, and it opens the door to doing business together. And that is what I have discovered and now teach others is how to communicate using the other person's language. So that's that's where I love I love helping people communicate better. So I'm I'm absolutely in my element. As a salesperson, I'm not going to tell you that's my my love because it isn't. My love is helping others be successful and reach their own potential, fulfill their potential. I totally love that you shared this story. And um, so just 
going back to your chart because there was something that stood out that really stood out when you said I was not into sales and all of that and then I needed to go back and I needed to learn about that because I had to sell this before um um beforehand and then you said you your big love is psychology and so um I I always want to share some details of the chart and when you look here Nancy it says 3 5 modern heretic or I love to say modern visionary and everything that you said and um I would love again your opinion or your perspective on this the modern type this is your leading type is someone who really needs to experiment to um, experience and to go into situations, to learn from them and to pull out and ask the questions, what did this do just concerning myself? What have I learned? What can I pass on to others? Maybe it is hard stuff because it is the modern type. Sometimes it's learning by doing and really figuring out that some of the things that you experience is not the fun stuff at all. So I wonder if this modern type, this getting practical wisdom from something that then you pass on to others is something that you can see in this type. And also the heretic part, which is more on the subconscious side, but I I feel this is not so much subconscious. This is the visionary, the one that is a people person, someone who has interpersonal skills. And, ah, and I have another question, but I should hold it back. It is someone who oftentimes appears as someone where people have projections on them. Uh, they see in you whatever they want to see. And I hold back my question because it makes it complicated. So first of all, the modern type, and then let's talk about the visionary type. When you first began to talk about my chart, I immediately had this um, a thought cross my mind, and it's characteristic of me. I'm the type of person that when I take in new information, and like you say, maybe a new experience, or it could be an academic or a learning situation. When I take in something like that, I immediately am able to apply it, or I seek to apply it. I'm not going to say I'm able to apply it, but I plunge in and I make use of what I have recently acquired, and I like you say, experiment with it. I play with it. I implement it and I see what results I get. And then, of course, I'm very quick to tell others. It's like when I find something that works for me, then I want to naturally, because I'm a helper and a giver and someone who wants to be of service, I immediately think, who else needs to know this? Who else could benefit? And so I have a loud mouth that way, wanting to share the information with other people. So I think it's very much in alignment with what you just said. Yeah. And then 
the question that I had on my mind because I oftentimes see pictures of you wearing several hats. So this was now you have the yellow hat, but I know that you have a red hat, you have a green hat, you have several colored Yes. So if people don't know you yet, is this something, what is it, wearing several hats that... Um, is this the visionary, the one that can be everything to everyone? Or tell us more about you wearing all those hats. And sometimes you wear several hats all at once. That's true. That's very true. Um, I'll share with you how the hats came to be. I have often spoken in front of live audiences. And hence, um, when I and I'm five foot three, so I'm a, I'm a little short. And if I'm on the floor with the audience, a lot of people can't see me well. And I like to use props to illustrate. Uh, I think that my brain sees in pictures, and then the pictures and the words kind of come together. And so I like to have props that illustrate what I am talking about. And so what. I often talk about is four different ways that people are biologically programmed to think and make decisions, these four personality or what I call buying styles. And so I was wearing glasses and I would be punny, look through the lens of your prospects, speak their language. Well, lenses on a five foot three person are even shorter for the audience to see. So I began to add a hat because the hat has more color and, and it's larger and it gave me more height. And now I've gotten rid of the lenses and I just use the hats. And I have linked the hats to the fact that entrepreneurs, which is my target audience, is to help people who ha are smart and have studied and love what they do and have developed expertise in their occupation. They love what they do, but when it comes to the wearing various hats, and they are having to wear lots of hats to run a business because these are solo people. They don't like marketing and sales. Mm. This is the area where they are least trained, educated. They feel like a fish out of water. And specifically, my ideal clients actually hate to sell. They don't want to be pushy, aggressive, and salesy. I didn't either. And yet, that's what we think of as selling, that somehow people are going to be pushing and pressing and, you know, urging you to do stuff. And so um, that's why, that's hence, that's what the hats are all about. Does that kind of help you understand? Uh, and I wear the different colors because there are four different styles. Am I all things to all people? <clears throat> I do speak all four languages. No. And when I have been tested on different personality systems, I tend to score high on three out of four. And even the fourth one isn't so low. Um, and so, yes, I am very much a combination of all four. And I really help my clients tune into and hear the other person's language, where are they coming from, so that they can adjust. Not, not, it's not a monkey see, monkey do activity. No. It, they're not copying the other person, but they're speaking the values that are associated with how that person makes decisions. And by knowing those values, 
this is where you will excel. That's interesting. And that's kind of the way I, I meant it. And thank you so much for really explaining it uh, in such a practical way. And I love the story about the heads, by the way. Um, and um, so I see you as someone, and this is what the chart also tells me with a really strong aura. You are someone who attracts people, who gets lots of opportunities through um, having connections with lots of people. And you said you um, you are strong in all the four styles or more or less all of them, three. You mentioned three. And this is what lets me share the chart again because I wanted to tell you more about your chart and why I am overly happy that you are my guest because your chart is so interesting. So... You never had a look at your chart before. That's what you shared with me. So you see two centers. They are colored in. That is the brown square and the red circle. The others are open. They are white. The difference between color and white is the ones that are colored in, they are defined. That's who you are. That's your definition that comes from the inside. So, and always energetically speaking, that is not putting you into a box, but just energetically speaking. So your big strength or what is always like switched on is the power of your sacral chakra. You can really tune into your gut to make decisions by listening to your gut, listening to when your gut says, uh-huh, yes. I go for that. And uh-uh, that's not for me. And you are also someone who can um, or who loves speaking with people, someone who is really confident speaking with others to others, uh, being on stage, being in front of the camera. And so this is the definition in the uh, centers and I, I saw you nod, so you uh, fully agree to what I said, I guess. I, I do. Yes, it, it's true. And what's been interesting is that I am academically trained, as I mentioned, I have a PhD, and that makes me kind of in my head a lot. And what I had to realize, Patricia, is that that was a defense against this more vulnerable inner part of me, uh, uh, that that gut that you mentioned, where, I, you know, increasingly I am tuning into that gut, making decisions that way, trusting it. You see, I, I had discounted it and thought that the intellectual side was the more important uh, side. And I'm now realizing it's not necessarily so, and that, that there needs to be a balance Absolutely. And thank you for saying this, Nancy, because see, the crown, which is where there are a lot of questions in people's minds. This is a space where just from the design perspective, there is openness. That means every spot and every center in the chart that is white is like um, you having antennas to the outside. You really tuning into the outside, and I want to really touch upon this again, but 
just what you said right now, when you um, go through a decision-making process and you just ask yourself um, with your mind and your head and the intelligence that you have, then you could end up really being exhausted or frustrated because it is much easier and much better and much healthier for you to tune into your gut for, gut for the decision-making process because with the openness, there are a lot of question marks from time to time and it is hard to answer all those questions with the mind because you're really open-minded. You're really open to so many things and it kind of is exhausting to try to find the solutions or the answers up there. Does this make sense to you? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, like I said, I used to be much more intellectually, you know, attuned. But today it's like I'm very happy. We talked about connections and drawing people to me and so forth. I love when I can find people who are smarter and, and take more time and do research in a particular area. And then I'm happy to, again, implement or follow their suggestions rather than having to do that intellectual work myself. And then, you know, my gut is basically saying yes or no. Yeah, super, super. And you said that it is not so hard for you to tune into um, a potential client and what type of person that is. And again, from the human design perspective, I can tell you why this is. Because the openness, it's not just up in the crown, it's also, so this is the emotional center. And when someone has an emotional center that is open like you do, you can feel other people's emotions. You really can tune into their emotions. If they are sad, if they are depressed, if they are happy, if there is anger or frustration around them. And you have a lot of openness in all the other white centers as well. So this makes you someone who can sort of work as a reflector, really tune into the reality of other people and take it and process it. And if you use it wisely, you can be such an amazing, amazing entrepreneur guiding others uh, how to do that um, when you are conscious and aware about the openness. Because it could happen when people are not aware of this, they just pull in all the information and it's it's a huge overwhelm. I think one of it, you're absolutely right. I I do feel that I am empathic and I can take on and I have a third ear or a third eye. I'm able to take in information uh, that's underneath the words of the surface and uh, tune into people energetically for sure. Uh, but I also think it's something that, again, I can teach. And one of my gifts is that, that I can take a complex information and I can get the nuggets. I can, I can simplify it down to you know, a couple of uh, principles or nuggets that, again, can be applied because I'm all about being practical and uh, applying stuff, not just 
uh, you know, thinking about it and gathering it for the sake of knowledge. It needs to be used for humankind, and it needs to be um, used in your own life in order to better oneself. Yeah, and I can see this in your chart as well. There is um, the structured way of thinking, and also this 11th gate says that there are endless ideas that really come to you. You will never, ever, Nancy, never, ever run out of ideas in your life. And when I pair this with the one, which is someone who is highly creative, that does not mean that you need to be an artist and paint pictures, but coming up with creative ideas that you want to present to the world You'll, you prefer doing this in your style and not in a team version. That's what the one says. And you can teach me something better. <laughs> but it says that you are highly creative and that you love um, really taking action upon these ideas and the creative expression that you have internally. Yes, yes that's all true. And I'm laughing because... Um, I'm one of these people that hand me a recipe or directions, and I will re I'll read it over. I'll, I'll have you know the whole. I'll take in the big picture, but then I'll immediately know where I can deviate or change or augment things. And I and so that is very typical of me, Patricia. Is uh, I can't follow a recipe, but the results are often excellent. It's not that I I have something you know that nobody wants to eat. Or, or, or partake, uh, but yes, I that creative energy in me is very strong, and it does manifest in in artistic endeavors. When I was younger, I did a lot of artistic uh, things. Uh, it manifests in my aesthetic. I have to surround myself by uh, artwork and paintings, and you know things that obviously uplift me. So yeah, there's a lot of creativity going on in my life. And again, so it is as if you could read my mind. You just said you don't uh, follow the recipe, but the outcome is magnificent. I'm um, a manifesting generator myself, and I so much resonate with what you say. And you know what? Now I, I just tell you a secret. The manifesting generator is the time bender. And we as time benders, we do not appreciate to read let's say a cookbook or a book or whatever, um, like a manual, and read every single sentence. So we try to find out a shortcut. We try to bend time. That is amazing because we are here to speed up processes and uh, to really find the best solution, maybe in a shorter amount of time. Sometimes and I just speak for myself, I don't speak about you, maybe you can speak for yourself. Sometimes it is that uh, I miss uh, out on small details, then I have to go back and revisit the chapter, but I love speeding up the process. <laughs> it's so interesting you should mention that, because it's it, that is definitely my style as well. And um, uh, and I also had to chuckle about details because uh, I am not a detailed person. Um, I do tend to scan when I read, hence 
there are times I've made mistakes, so you're laughing too, because I know it's it's probably true of you as well, and then have to go back and read more carefully, you know, that the details that I skip over. Uh, and that, again, is partly how I'm able to bring out the nuggets from something rather than get bogged down in the minutia, in the, uh, you know, the, the all that detail stuff. Yeah. And another interesting thing, and I just, I really, I can't stop laughing because when I hear you talk, I so much resonate with everything you say. And so this is, again, prove, proving that uh, human design is not putting us in a box, but really giving us some deeper insights into characteristics and into how we could leverage um, strength and overcome some challenges. And oftentimes this, it is not failure. It is something that we revisit and then you pull out the nuggets. And so isn't that amazing to really put it that way? There is no failure. It's just a learning curve. And if we can really make a shortcut, amazing. Um, another thing, and I just, need to think about your heads again. You told the story about the heads, but um, as a manifesting generator, you are someone who is multi-passionate, um, really multitasking, someone who can't focus on one single boring thing. You need to be engaged here and there and there and over there, and there's a project and maybe there are three books to read, maybe a fourth one, and you don't finish this one. Uh, and then there is this to do, and this is so great to really... Um, yeah, you need this because you have such an immense power, and especially you, you are um, a special type of manifesting generator. This is this channel the channel 2034, this is the channel of charisma, and this is the archetypal channel of the manifesting generator. I have it as well, Nancy. <laughs> and so this means you, the healthiest thing for us to do is to be busy, to really be busy. And if someone tells you, I oh, just focus on one thing, slow a bit down, this is not that healthy even though it might look uh, uh, like this for others from the outside. So this channel is a big sign for you that you need to be busy. And when you are busy in the right area, you are highly charismatic. You attract people. You can speak in a charismatic way and magnetize people around you. Well, amazing, amazing. So it takes one to know one, huh? Yeah. And does it resonate with you that you have so many things going on at the same time? I especially felt that was true as a younger woman. I think as an older person, I have uh, pared down a bit and uh, I do see the value in focus. Uh, so, it, but yes, I, there are many things that catch my interest. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that. So, I would love to ask you one 
one interesting question. I think it is an interesting question. Is there anything just from all your experience? And you said you experimented and experienced a lot out of all your business or private life. Is there anything that you would love to share with the audience as a nugget? You talked about nuggets. Could you open the treasure trove of knowledge and share Nancy's golden nuggets of wisdom? Oh, my. It has to do with, of course, know yourself and be true to yourself, whatever that is. There is so much pressure nowadays. I mean, we experienced it as young people growing up, peer pressure, you know, where we were asked to conform and or I don't know if we were asked to, we thought that was the way to get along. And we probably brought that into adulthood to some extent. And we're continuing to be very much aware, what are other people doing? And should I be doing the same thing, et cetera? Well, again, I go back to the fact that I've learned that there are really four distinct personality styles. We are a combination of all four, maybe in a different amount, in a different order, Hence, there's a, there is uniqueness in each of us. And so you need to, you know, celebrate, honor, and enjoy that uniqueness rather than feel that we have you know, a one-size-fits-all. That's probably the biggest mistake that we make is we think we need to conform or that we have to be like others in order to be accepted. And I understand that. We want to be part of a tribe. Um, our survival does depend upon our connection to community. So there we are, you know, wanting to be part of community, but at the same time, we've been gifted with being a self-conscious individual. Hence, how do we make that work in both levels? So I don't know if that's a nugget of wisdom. Maybe that was too much, but that's my answer now. I think this is a golden nugget. I think of platinum. <laughs> um so I think this is really an amazing point to touch upon because um, I just recently thought that especially in the, I wanted to call it the age of the artificial intelligence, isn't it the best course of action to be human, to be unique, to be individual uh, and to stand out from the ocean of sameness? Because when you scroll through, I don't know, let's say any of the social media channels, how easy is it to ignore someone just by swiping him or her away because they all do the same, they say the same words, they um, think that you need to create it this way or that way or this or this or that way. Um it is so great what you said and what you shared with the audience. Just be you because the brand is you and you need to polarize. And sometimes this is not easy because it is connected to, oh, I'm not uh, inside the community when I polarize because I, I speak my truth. And maybe when I stand out, People won't like me anymore. So I so much agree with what you said, Nancy. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. When people want to get to know the magnificent lady with the four different hats, 
and the amazing ability to tune into her clients. And that's what she really, really can do exceptionally. Um, how could they reach you? How could they maybe um, get to know you a little better? Or how could they reach out to you, Nancy? Uh, certainly, you're welcome to reach out to me through my email address, nancy.zare at gmail.com. Uh, Zare, you need to spell it correctly. It rhymes with care. It starts with a Z, Z-A-R-E. Um, or I invite people to go to my LinkedIn. Uh, I post about four times a week, and I have lots of tips about how to communicate, especially uh, with sales communication. Uh, but, you know, it's about, again, being true to oneself and at the same time exercising the platinum rule, adjusting what I say and do to match the other person. So maybe those are two good ways to to reach out. Yeah, and what I know is that you offer free courses, trainings um, that share your knowledge and share your wisdom around not being salesy, but tuning into the other person and staying true to yourself. Is that true? Yes, I do. The fourth Monday of the month, I've been offering a free workshop. Cool. Amazing. That was so lovely to talk to you, especially because I so much resonate with everything you say. And um, I love that you are someone who invites people to not be afraid of selling things, because this is inviting people um, into um, the capacity to share their gifts. That's what selling is. It is not being salesy, but it's really uh, passing on the knowledge. And um, I think that you are really someone who is doing that in such a great way. And I loved having you on the show. I thank you so much for sharing everything. And um, yeah. To thank your sales success, a sister from another mother. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Magnificence, the Empowerment Podcast, and I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this empowering episode. To continue this journey of aligning with your true purpose and uncovering your magnificence, schedule an illumination call with Patricia at patricialinder.com. Please share this episode with someone who needs it and subscribe to the show on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. Join us again soon for another episode of Magnificence.